Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. And so it begins. I am a little nervous to be recording this first episode, but I am so excited to be starting this journey for myself and as a way to connect deeper with all of you. Well, thank you for joining me. I have so much gratitude for each and every one of you. In this first episode, we're going to chat about my vision for the podcast. And we'll chat a little bit about the journey that's brought me here. Not necessarily the journey, the evolution of the podcast itself, but my own internal journey. This is episode one of With Heart and Wonder. And this podcast, as I hope the name implies, is really an opportunity to dive into what it means to live from this space of heart and wonder. To be alive to the deep questions in our lives and what might be possible from a heart-centered place. And this place of wonder, this place of awe, where we can look around us, attuned to the magnificence, as well as the possibilities. It is my hope that in this podcast, we explore different ways of accessing this place, this state of heart and wonder, while also exploring people I've met who are living from this heart-centered place and really leaning into the possible with courage and with bravery. So this podcast is going to be a combination of my own reflections on life, experiences, and the practices that I'm working with, that I'm loving, that I'm exploring. And we'll also have the opportunity to hear from others I've met along this journey, others who are tapping into this space of heart and wonder, maybe from a really different perspective using different modalities, different experiences, so that you have this opportunity to really dive in to the many different facets and ways that we can explore living a more heart-centered life and have the chance, it's my hope, to just sort of notice what resonates for you what you might like to explore. It's my hope that you come with an open heart, an open mind, and a deep willingness to explore, a playful curiosity to get curious about your own journey and what little shifts might be possible for you to journey a little closer to the real you. Some of you may know me as a yoga teacher, could be a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. I could be a total stranger. 
We might have met at an event. I do speaking sometimes in workplaces and other settings. Wherever you know me from, I'm excited for us to get to know each other a little bit better. And even though I come to this with my day job, so to speak, though it hardly fits into a nine to five mold, is mostly around yoga and wellness. I teach a lot of yoga, really focusing on the therapeutics, the special interest in the practices that slow things down, yin and restorative yoga, these practices that help us reconnect and regulate our own nervous system, this central part of who we are that regulates our whole being. And I have a special interest in mental health and wellness, a special interest in helping others tap into their inner resources for regulating stress and emotions. When I am not teaching yoga, I'm often found doing workshops, events, in workplaces, in the community, with entrepreneurs, to help people tap in to the wisdom of their body so that they can work with their own creative cycle. So this podcast is a new journey for me, a new journey in showing up and sharing my voice in a different way. And while I'm sure we are certainly going to explore many aspects of yoga, because this philosophy, this wisdom, this over 5,000-year-old system, tradition of yoga is deep within the way that I show up in the world. It informs my way of being. And I'm sure we are definitely going to be exploring topics of stress and mental health from different perspectives. My hope is that this podcast is more expansive more expensive than I can even think of right now. That this podcast is an opportunity to lean into a space of unknowing where we're able to explore all sorts of different ways of coming deeper into ourselves, of learning to tap into our inner resources, our wisdom within as we come home to ourselves. So it felt like a perfect way to start us off would be to talk about my own homecoming, to talk about what has led me here. And again, this isn't a description or a story of the beginnings of the podcast. We could save that for another time. To be honest, I'm not sure it's that exciting, but it is a story of how I came home to myself and to my heart. And our story is sort of neat because as I record this episode, we're January 3rd, 2020, and 
I've had this opportunity as I've been building this podcast over the last few months in the fall of 2019 to really reflect on where I was 10 years before, the fall of 2009. And I love the way that these things come together sometimes, but it seems really beautiful, really meaningful that my own journey into my heart truly began in the fall of 2009, 10 years before the start of this podcast, 10 years before I committed to this idea of starting to show up in new and different ways. Now, I'll give you a little background to the fall of 2009. There's a few things that you should know about me. In the fall of 2009, I was 19 years old. I was in my second year of university. I'm speaking to you now from Ottawa, Canada, and I had chosen to go to university outside of my hometown, a smaller town, Peterborough, and I was at Trent University, a smaller space of learning. I had a really beautiful opportunity to develop deep connections with friends and community in my first year of university. And I really loved the opportunity to be sort of coming into and exploring myself in a new setting. But I had had a lot of questions in that first year of university, 2008-2009, and I wasn't sure anymore about the path that I had chosen. At that time, I was studying international development, and it was for this program, this really strong program that Trent offered in international development that I had brought myself there. But the summer in between my first and second year was this time of exploring. I already felt this wondering inside of myself if this path was aligned. And with this sort of uncertainty about my path with this desire to explore what else might be out there. I'd filled my summer with a few different components. I booked in two different trips, two really different international experiences that would allow me to lean in to the work of community development, international development, hands-on. I spent two weeks in Bangladesh, and I spent over a week in the West Bank of Palestine. And both of those experiences were pretty intense. They gave me the opportunity to interact on the ground with NGOs doing incredible work um, in human rights, in humanitarian aid, in community development, in economic development. And they really 
opened my eyes. They opened my heart to all sorts of different questions. But they gave me a lot to process. I came back, and it's important to note perhaps (laughs) that um, in all my wisdom, uh, there was actually only two days in between these trips. And um, not a lot of time to, to sit with either experience that had happened. When I came back from both of those trips, from my travels from the summer, um, I worked the whole summer as a summer camp coordinator, which wasn't necessarily a um, intense job existentially like those trips were, but it was uh, a very busy job where my whole being was present during the days. I poured my, my whole self into that. What ended up happening was at the end of this summer, I finally had time to sit with myself. After the travels, after the working, I had time at the end of the summer before I went back to my second year of university to just be with myself. And in that time, I recognized within myself that I truly felt lost that I honestly didn't know who I was anymore or what I wanted. I was in this space of deep confusion and a a space of darkness, to be honest, a space um, where for the first time in my life, I really crashed and I didn't know how to pick myself back up again. School was just a few days away. It wasn't time to do this deep dive into myself. There wasn't time to process everything that had happened over that summer, but I knew that I was pretty drained and that I didn't see my North Star anymore. I didn't see the path or where I was moving. I told my parents that I did not want to go back to school that I couldn't go back to school. And they lovingly encouraged me to go back anyway. But it turned out to be one of the most important few months in my life. So in this fall of 2009, I had the opportunity to take a course that came recommended to me. And it was a bit of an unusual course to be offered in a university. It was called the Meeting of Work in Contemporary Society. And it was cross-listed as a course between business, which you might expect, and indigenous studies. So it was actually taught by a professor in the Indigenous Studies Department, Lauren Ellingson. And Lauren was a life coach. Lauren had been a really important figure in one of my best friends, Emily's, first year of school. And Emily had spoke so highly of him and his approach that I knew without a doubt that this course had to be part of my second year. And this course 
was an exploration of conversations that matter. Much more broad than conversations in the world of work, but it was deeply about what work might mean in our lives, not just what we might do from nine to five or whenever the hours of our time in a workplace, but what our work in the world might be and how we might view this concept of work in a more holistic, dynamic way. And it was the first time that I had started to really contemplate this idea of work in such a broad way. And it was the first time that someone emphasized for me that more than the answer, more than what we say to answer someone's inquiries, what was more important was the questions that we were asking. What was more important than having the answers was having the conversations. This course, which was more or less like a group life coaching session for the 25 students that were in the class, over the 12 weeks, we went through these different elements of ourselves. We talked about our energies, our talents, our learning styles. We talked about the environments that we felt most supported in. And it was this invitation to really start to explore both personal and professional growth with a curious heart, with compassion, with playfulness, with this sense of wonder. It was in my reflections during this course that I realized how disconnected I was from my own heart. As a teenager, I had adapted a coping strategy and I haven't fully fleshed out all of the ways and the reasons why it's this continuing process. But what I do know in my reflections was that in my own uncertainty about who I was, who I wanted to be in the world, where I fit in, I had thrown myself into action. I thrown myself into schoolwork, being this perfect, high-achieving student. I'd thrown myself into volunteer work. I started organizations. I hosted events. I did things in the community. And it was my actions that I emphasized rather than my reflections. There's this difficult thing, I think, especially when you're a young person, when the actions that you're taking are really celebrated and praised by those around you in simple words or in more extravagant ways through awards and scholarships. It encourages you to keep focusing 
an action on doing, there's less of a focus on the being, on the reflecting. And so what I noticed about myself as I came into this course, this course where we started to explore the big questions, when we started to explore self-reflection, I realized how disconnected I was from my heart. I realized how much there was an aching within me to reconnect with my own heart from this place of playful curiosity, a space of compassion, and a space of understanding. And what I realized as I went through this course is that things needed to change. That not just did I need to create more time for self-reflection, time to go inward, but that there were tangible actions that I needed to take in my life in order to support a new path. Because what I had felt in this course was a real homecoming to myself. In many ways, I felt in combination with my new, about a year old yoga practice. These two things together, this course and my yoga practice, felt like pathways into my whole self. And I knew that I wanted to be living in this space of my whole self. I wanted to be living from my heart, that I wanted to reconnect. And so I made a decision at this time. There was a lot of other things happening. We could talk about those another time. That with some health issues, things happening in my family, my own kind of internal existential awakening, I decided to leave school. And it was one of the bravest decisions I ever made. I decided to leave school early on in the semester. My thinking was that I would just finish the courses that I was in, I would leave at Christmas. I wouldn't come back for the second term and I would take that time for me to explore who I was. What ended up happening was that I dropped course after course until the only course that was left was this course, Meaning of Work in Contemporary Society. And I would not leave without finishing this course because it felt important. It felt like it was the only thing that mattered. And despite the state that I was in, and it was a little bit of a state, (laughs) despite where I was really crashing, I wanted to commit to myself in this way. I finished the course and then I took time for myself. I took a few months off to recover, to be with myself. But when I look back at that fall of 2009, I can see with so much clarity all the seeds that were planted. 
And so it's beautiful in this way as I think about where I am in 2019 and where I was in 2009. And I can see myself in 2009 and all that I wanted to be, who I wanted to be, how I wanted to be in the world, how I wanted to live, how I wanted to feel. And I look at myself in 2019 and it feels like I have realized that vision. And it honestly moves me to tears. When I think And I've been reflecting for these last few months on that journey, that journey that started in this course, that journey that started through having these deeper conversations with myself, this journey that started with focusing on the questions, not always having the answers, but focusing on tuning into the heart and being alive to possibility. When I think about that, I am in awe. And in some ways, it could seem like 10 years is a very long time to really feel into and embody those lessons that started in that fall of 2009. But I look back at my wandering path, and it was wandering, and I see myself where I am now, and it all makes sense. And so it is with great gratitude And it felt like there was no other way to begin this podcast than with deep gratitude for the late Lauren Ellingson. Lauren passed away a few years ago, but he has made such a deep impact on my life. In many ways, this course was the spark that ignited it all the catalyst for what was to come. I think of it so often, and it really laid the foundations for me as I move forward. This year, I felt like I've come into this space of living from my heart, of truly living from a place of wonder. It is such a beautiful gift. And as I move into this new journey of this podcast, this new journey that has all sorts of elements that, to be honest, really freak me out, all sorts of elements of putting myself out there, of showing up, being brave. What I know is that I am truly committed to honoring the seeds that Lauren planted the seeds of fostering conversations that matter, conversations that encourage us to go deep within ourselves, conversations that inspire us to tap into the wisdom of our own hearts. And it is in this spirit that we move forward together, in this spirit where we can create time and space to tune in both to the wisdom within ourselves, but also with this deep appreciation for the wisdom of others. I think there's so much that we can learn when we truly listen with open ears, open eyes to the paths that others have walked. And I am truly so excited 
to introduce you to some of the guests that will be joining us. All sorts of people who live this life of heart and wonder through art, through activism, through yoga, through their way of being in the world. I am so excited to share with you their messages, their stories, and I'm excited to share more of mine, even though that excitement is coupled with a little bit of nerves. I want to thank you from the depths of my being for being here for this first episode. I can't tell you how much it means to me to have your trust. And I'm truly excited for us to grow together. Stay tuned for episode two. It will be coming your way real soon. And in the meantime, there's a few things you can do to help this podcast get off the ground. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review or subscribe. And you can also share this podcast with someone who you think might appreciate it. If you'd like to stay in touch, you can head on over to meganjohnston.com. Sign up for my newsletter there for all the updates on the podcast. You can also follow along on Instagram. It's at Megan L. Johnston. For now, let's keep living with heart and wonder. Wonder.